everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tomorrow Will Be Great. I'm Julia. And I am Elise. And today we're going to be talking to you about the sharing economy of clothes and what happens to them after the owner who first bought them decides that they'd like to find a new home for them. And we thought this would be a really interesting to talk, topic to talk about because we have a lot of people online on Instagram who follow us and they really love the shop and other shops like us, but they it's not within their means to shop here. And we totally understand that we sell pretty high-end clothing and that it is not within everyone's budget to be able to shop here. And so today we thought we'd talk about ways and other platforms that you can use to shop on that you might be able to find some good things. For me personally, and we'll get into lots of different things, I actually don't shop at any stores right now. If I do shop somewhere, I'm usually going on eBay or another place and buying a used garment because mm -hmm. if I do need something, unless it's shoes and underwear, yeah. I will not get those <laughs> used. For yeah. Um, no. I usually will be like, I can find this used. I also kind of enjoy the hunt. Mm -hmm. So we're going to kind of talk about that. So yeah, today we just wanted to talk about shopping art alternatives and the history of the sharing economy and what's yeah. developed over the past 10 years because there's so many different places you can shop for different things and sometimes it will be new or used things and sometimes yeah. you can find new things too for sale in a lot of different places. Yeah. So like some of our favorites, well, my, I don't know how much Julia does, but like digging for vintage and antiques is one option, which yeah. is definitely not everyone's cup of tea. But it's really fun. Yeah. So that's like the first thing is like going to an antique market, a thrift store, mm -hmm. or I don't know. It is my cup of tea sometimes. Yeah. It just depends on the, the place. Time. Yeah. Because sometimes you come away and you're like, I just need a shower. You're like, I, <laughs> I need a shower. I have dirt on my hands. Yeah. I touch so many doorknobs. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's like a, a classic one. And I think a lot more people have, it's been normalized a lot recently, I think, about thrifting and secondhand pieces. Because as I'm sure most people know, like the slow fashion movement is very into like the concept of buying used or secondhand or buying from ethical companies, whenever possible. And so I feel like that's a really good one and it's fun, but again, definitely not everyone's cup of tea, which, you know, I totally understand. Sometimes it's a little gross. There's like kind of funky smell sometimes. And then you get home and you'll find like a random hole in the bum of the dress and you're like, well, that sucks. Well, also, I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I bought two antique colonial ceramic jugs, mm -hmm. and I was using them as vases. Then every time I poured the water out of them, I'm like, this is kind of brown and icky. And then I kept pouring it and pouring it, and then all of a sudden, a dead mouse came out. <laughs> <laughs> so you always find great surprises with secondhand and antique things, from old tissues and pockets to dead mice and vases. <laughs> But it, it's always something fun, but again, it's not necessarily for the faint of heart because I feel like most people, me included, would probably freak out a bit if a dehydrated mouse fell out of a jug. That but that most doesn't, that, 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 that was a one-time occurrence. I don't have that happen with yes. clothes. And if I am buying used clothes, I guess maybe this is the difference. Like, I don't like going through a thrift store every single, like, rack. Yeah. I don't have the patience for mm -hmm. it, but I will spend hours on eBay yes. or a couple other sites we'll talk mm -hmm. about if I have been like, I loved this dress from five seasons ago and they don't make it anymore and I'm but trying to find, find it, it, but I'm, I'm going to yeah. sleuth it out. And sometimes it will take me a year to sleuth it out or two years mm -hmm. and yeah. I find it eventually. See, I like that, but I feel like I tend to have less of an idea in my mind of what I'm looking for. I'll be like, I want 
natural fiber dresses mm-hmm. and so then i'll just go and i'll yeah hey look at all this sweet sweet 90s linen Ooh. oh yeah no um, i know exactly. i was going through a phase like that with knit ribbed silk about well, two years ago and i bought one maybe five tank tops on ebay because <laughs> I, I don't know i just couldn't find current ribbed silk yeah. pieces for sale it was all synthetic mm-hmm. so i know what you mean yeah so that's like something that i personally really like about um vintage clothes is a they're generally pretty special i think and a lot of times they're natural fibers um i guess it depends on what era you're buying from because like the 70s they're like oh my god synthetics we love it and everything was synthetic but um, nice polyester yeah they're like oh yeah look at this screen printed craziness but um that's something that i like i like wearing vintage clothes from like the 60s generally through the 80s um and I, I just think it's fun. It's fun to dig. There's, uh, in Philly, and I'm sure there's other places too, like, Bulk, well, the one in Philly is called Bulk Vintage Warehouse, which sometimes has public days where the general public, you don't have to be a vintage buyer, like a professional vintage buyer to go in. You can just go in and buy a bag and then fill a bag with stuff. And it's really fun. You will find surprises, not dead mice, but you'll find, like, lots of good goodies and I feel like that's a fun way. Again, definitely not for the faint of heart because you're in a warehouse digging through bins. If you have time and you don't mind digging, it's a really fun way. And again, it'll be a total surprise what you find. You can get some good scores. Mm -hmm. I know there was this place and I think it still exists. I haven't been there in probably 12 years. In Brooklyn, there was a place that took like all the rich Brooklynites clothes and it was called Beacon's Closet. I think it's still, think there. still there. But they sell stuff that's like nice designer stuff mm-hmm. and it's pretty inexpensive from what I remember. Yeah. Um, and my friends, I remember someone said she dropped off all her clothes there and I was like, wait, you dropped those <laughs> off? I would have taken them. You're like, oh gosh, I, I guess... gotta go find them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I guess I'll go find them. No, yeah. not that I ever lived there or anything, but yeah. So I think that that's definitely a great way to find things and yeah. that now there's platforms so you can just stay on your couch at home yeah. and do it so we've got ebay we've got poshmark we've i've seen billboards for this lately depop i'm not as familiar with I think that it's an app oh it's an app i think okay so maybe not the computer maybe you've got to do it on your phone maybe i could i could also totally be wrong okay don't neither of us clearly are very familiar with this yeah but people sell things on their depop but you can like search by like elise was saying like oh i want a linen dress or you can Mm -hmm. be like as specific as i want this brand and you usually find things pretty affordable i found Mm -hmm. even for any brands like one brand i guess once in a while i'll look for because i think their knits are really nice is the row Mm -hmm. and i feel like i can find their sweaters for like a hundred bucks or something on ebay and that's great and i know i never would have spent two thousand dollars on that (laughs) sweater because the row just feels I don't know. It's very high-end, but it also feels more commercial, like mm-hmm. Nordstrom's would have it. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want I'm that. Like high horse. But, I'll, but I would be really happy to, to like get it. it on eBay yeah. and know that someone had it before me. Mm-hmm. And so, again, whenever I buy something, I always buy it used these days. Yeah. Um, which I guess I've never really talked about before. But um, the other thing, and dun-dun-dun, I am about to give away my biggest yeah. secret. Well, it's really complicated to use, so I don't know how many people (laughs) go through with it. But um, I love Japanese fashion and Japanese clothes. Thus, if you couldn't tell, if you couldn't tell from the store, so I used to go and use this 
reseller or no not reseller um, it was a shipping platform called Tenso and what Tenso is is they're a forwarder so they'll give me an address in Japan and I'll have I'll like check out on a Japanese website because I did take I know I, I took Japanese in college so I can figure some things out but it still takes me a little while to check out <laughs> and then it'll ship to the forwarder and then it'll ship to me so there are ways to shop in other countries mm -hmm. when you don't understand the language or the website or the website isn't set up to have translations or Google or Translate isn't working well. Yeah. Um, so you can do that. There all these places, if you see something, you're like, oh, I want that. There are ways to order them. You just need to get a forwarding address. Um, so Tenso is one of those things. But even more recently, Tenso opened this division called Bai. <laughs> and I think it's B-U-Y-E-E. -E. Um, and just look that up and that is kind of an aggregate site for about five different web market platforms. It has that's things- That's where it's confusing. That's where it gets confused. Yeah. So they have like six things on there. They have Rakuten, they have Yahoo Shopping, which is like an eBay, or no, there's Yahoo Shopping and there's Yahoo Shopping Auction, which is an eBay site, which you can bid like you do on eBay. Yeah. And then there's a couple more and you can find literally anything yeah. on them. So you really have to know what you're looking for mm -hmm. generally. Specific, um, specifically. Or, yeah. yeah. So you can find a lot of great stuff on mm -hmm. there. I, when I think about something I saw yeah. three years ago and I'm like, I wonder if I can find that That's jacket right. I love yeah. by that brand. And I'm like, I'll check on Bai. And she's done I, it. And I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> I found it. I know Julie will like randomly get a package. She's like, oh, it's this dress that we sold at the store five years ago <laughs> that I regret selling. And so then she'll like bust out this dress. And I'm like, how in the world could you possibly have found that? Because I love a good sleuth. Yeah. I love a good hunt. And um, also you've been like looking for these pieces since essentially you sold them yeah. way back when. And yeah, I feel like that's, that's, so there's like the multiple ways to approach it. I feel like for the internet, knowing specifically what you want, I think is more helpful than kind of not knowing because places like eBay or Posh, well, I don't know so much about Poshmark. I don't know much about it. Or like Etsy or whatever. A lot of those places, if you use super general terms, you'll just get so much stuff so it's kind of and it's a little bit harder to go through so if you're like i want like i said like a natural fiber shirt dress yeah. from the 80s like you put all that in and then you'll get a pretty decent selection usually to pick from yeah again if you're like i want this veridicure dress with tiny bunnies on it you from can find five it. years yeah. ago you can find it or you can like keep trying to find it yeah i guess have like a list, um, a look for list. Yeah. And the one thing about Bayi is they do have like an additional fee they'll put onto it. So the conversion from USD to yen is not always accurate. Oh. They're tacking on a fee and then they tack on another fee. You don't have to take some of the fees. It's like there's like insurance, like they'll offer to unpack the package for you to make sure it's okay and you didn't get sent something else by mistake. Whoa. But I don't usually do any of that. You have uh, faith. I have faith that it will all work out. And it's kind of fun. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. Um, not for everybody, but I think that it's a good way to look mm -hmm. for things. And I feel like I just gave away my deepest secret, yeah, the secret. <laughs> my buy secret. Um, but yeah, that's a good way to do it. The yeah. other thing is like when I first started blogging and whatever it is that this has turned into, there was this great blog that a fellow blogger in Boston started called the laws of general economy. 
I don't know if Erica is listening to this right now, (laughs) but I met a lot of great people through that and we would all relist our clothes. We didn't want anymore. It was like a shared blog. I think it had a max author limit of a hundred people. So there were a hundred people and there was a wait list to be on it to sell your stuff. And I think at some point, like four years ago, she put it on Instagram instead, but now there's Mm. other things on Instagram. So I don't know how active it is, but it was like a great way to like, be like, Oh, I don't want this. Isabel Marant dress anymore maybe mm-hmm. I can find someone else who does and then they'll love it and appreciate th- it yeah they'll love mm-hmm. it and appreciate it and now I think that's really blossomed on Instagram mm-hmm. where there's all these people listing all the things that mm-hmm. aren't working for them anymore and they'll be like dm me with your zip code and yeah. then it's found a new home and it stays within this little kind of tight-knit fashion community mm-hmm. um and often people are selling things at very reasonable prices mm-hmm yeah, and then you can, like, kind of be like, I don't want this anymore, and then take the money you earn. I feel like earn's not, earn's the, right not the right word. Get back you, from selling it. Yeah. And then you can go and put it back into your closet. Not literally, but... Or you could put it back into your dog instead. Yeah, or another thing. That's what Oppie... Oppie's been the... Yeah. <laughs> sell the old stuff. by Oppie. Have you ever, stuff. like... I don't know, bid is not the right word. Um, Bought anything from someone on Instagram where it's like, I've been looking for this thing and this lister has it. I did, and I will say it did not go great on my part. Oh, no. Because the color was really inaccurate. Oh. Um, So it was kind of just sitting in my pile. I think, I don't think we had started recording when I was talking about my, the upcycle pile. Mm -hmm. It's just sitting in my upcycle pile because I need to dye it. Mm -hmm. And, like, I went to school and I learned how to dye in school, but I'm just... It's such a process that I kind of put it off, and I should, because I still like it. It's like a cute little dress, but it's just this color that looks dreadful on me, and I'm not really sure who it would look good on, probably why the person was selling it anyway. No, I've definitely thought of it. I've had to unfollow a lot of this, like the selling... The selling? The selling Instagrams, because I'm like, like, oh, I want it, I want it, I I know. I guess they're kind of good to look at when you're in Uh the mood, but maybe not good to follow, because you don't want to just want things indefinitely. Because I think that was kind of an impulse purchase, and... Because it feels, some of them feel a bit frantic. Like, oh, I want to be the first one to post my zip code or whatever. Um, Because I definitely, I will say. In case anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, we're talking about people listing their clothes for sale on Instagram. And a lot of times what people do is they'll be like, just write a comment. Whoever has the first zip code will get get first dibs or whatever. But a lot of times people flake out. So then you have like Mm -hmm. 20 comments for one thing. So Yeah. And some of them now will be like, they'll randomly choose someone like 24 hours you have to like write down your zip and then they'll choose someone and they get it which I think is better because then you don't have to be glued to your phone um but I've had much better luck myself um like Etsy Mm -hmm. um I don't really buy that much vintage online just because I get kind of anxious about it fitting um and again there's like measurements and whatever and I know Mm -hmm. how to do that but still um, but yeah, I've just had better chances with that. Because then there's the other cool thing that if you, like me and Julia, used to really love blogs, what, six or seven years ago, upcycling was all the rage. And I feel like it should still, should still be the rage. And but, sewing too. I mean, I think the yeah. sewing crafting community has kind of gone off in this it's, way and yeah. fashion's going off in this way. Everyone's mm-hmm. kind of going off in their own direction now, but it used to yeah. kind of all be one little mm-hmm. group. Yeah, you should have, I guess, like, DIY bloggers mm-hmm. that were, but they're also fashion 
people. It, it everyone was, like was an all-in-one. You could yeah. be everything. And I I loved those in high school. I thought they were so cool. I don't think I've ever actually done an upcycle, like a real upcycle. So that's where, just to clarify yeah. for people, like you have a pair of jeans and you like you take them, them apart and cut yeah. them and add something, take mm-hmm. something away. Or you like change the fit of a dress. I feel like I have a couple projects that are halfway through and a couple projects that haven't even started. <laughs> like replacing elastic on a dress that the elastic died a few years ago. So I think those are something that's really fun that I think should have a revival. But again, it's kind of the whole... I think people yeah, are so now are this, like... this is coming back to me. Like in the blogger circle, there was a girl. I don't remember where she was. I think her shop was called Lecker or Lechner and she was saying send me your favorite t-shirts and I'm gonna turn them into a hoodie or some other cool cool. shirt thing Mm -hmm. so I sent her a couple things one was of a (laughs) oh here comes some embarrassment because this really is like going back to college it was a t-shirt from the USS Nautilus submarine in Groton, <laughs> Connecticut, because it was called the Nautilus, and I'm like, I love 20,000 leagues yeah. under the sea. And yeah. so she turned that into a tank top with like striped piping around oh, it. That's so cool. There was a Sandman comic book t-shirt I sent her. Nerd. Nerd. Yes, nerd. There's the theme, <laughs> nerd. Thematic nerdiness. But then she also like did her own little creations where you mm-hmm. could buy things that she just made herself, and there was like really some cute jackets, very bright, happy colors, mm-hmm. and then there was another lady i'm trying to her her shop was called anti-factory i don't know if anyone listening to this will remember her whatsoever but she again she was taking t-shirts and making these cute little yoke pieces definitely not my style at all anymore mm-hmm. but at the time it was like all the, the rage, rage as yeah. we said yeah i liked a blog called a pair and a spare a pair and a spare I know I have, no i haven't she's i think now she's out of australia but she used to go vintage shopping and buy these kind of big kind of frumpy pieces and then she would show on her blog how you could take this I don't know this boring shift dress and then kind of open it up and then make a whole new super cute dress and I never tried any of it um because it's a lot of commitment to go find a piece and then cut it up and hope that you did it right but I was always really inspiring to see that she would take these pieces that look so bland and boring and turn them into something really cute and then give you step-by-step directions and they didn't require a pattern necessarily because the whole point was that you were upcycling so you were taking something and you weren't getting rid of it you were just kind of i guess essentially just retailing it to fit the modern aesthetic yeah she apparently we just look doesn't call it a parent spare anymore i feel like you're <laughs> I so know. betrayed it's funny as i was sitting here because we we're on the computer obviously and i was like trying to look up anti-factory and first of all not a lot of stuff comes up anymore but then if i typed in the name i remember of the woman who did it i found some things um and i realized oh gosh this was a while ago now and i'm like it's a very mod cloth era it's, of an era. it's very yeah. much of an era but i also remember her stuff sold out like within five minutes <laughs> like kind of like some things i see happening today people like and she was selling for like I feel like between 80 and 150 dollars for some of them so not terrible but at the time it seemed like I mean it is a lot of money yeah um but she was upcycling all stuff and I'm like I'm looking at them I'm like they're still kind of cute and I'm like pulled up a picture of a tank top it has like this yoke it's like bright yellow and it's it's very patchy (laughs) and I'm like I I know myself now would never wear this or be like I won't wear that but I feel like you appreciate it for what it was I did at the time I did and it was definitely of an era um yeah it's like those terrible like 80s cocktail dresses you're like I love it, but I hate, hate it. it. <laughs> but like, I I love it for what it is, yeah. and the and how people just wear things with abandon. And 
how in 20 years we're probably gonna think we all look horrible i know because like that's how i would feel if i wore this now i'm looking yeah, at like, it oh, i'd be gosh. like who am i yeah that definitely reminds me of some pieces that i feel like when i clean my closet <laughs> i like find somewhere and i'm like where where are you Ew. from but they're they're very of an era and I think that's fine. No, it is fine. I think that, like... I mean, my mom saved some of my clothes from high oh. school for, for memory purposes. Because <laughs> I used to cut up my pants and sew them. And I had, like, crazy patchwork, like, hippie <laughs> pants. I used to cut the sides of my jeans and I would sew fabric down the center. Um, and my mom saved some of those. They were, like, Jinko jeans. I don't even know what that <laughs> is. At least doesn't know what that is. <laughs> I'm older than her, but some of you yeah. will know what they are. And I was not a skater. And people would be I know. I know me. the general look that you're... So I was like when I was in like middle to elementary school and so I was still wearing like striped sparkly sweaters from Old Navy which were very itchy yeah I mean like when I was in high school as my friends will not let me forget freshman year I had like tie-dye yoga pants that I wore oh yeah and then you know by the end of high school I was like I'm just gonna wear dresses (laughs) I'm gonna wear dresses and tights and boots and But that's kind of, like, this whole thing is kind of dissipated, I think, since, mm-hmm. for me, this was, like, circa 2004 through 2006, like, these things were happening, um, and I don't see it happening as much now. No, I, because I feel like people, the people who are into that have become a lot more intense about it, and they're like, I'm gonna do an entirely, I think I could say, like, a, it's me, like, a me-made wardrobe, they're mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna sew yeah. everything from scratch using indie patterns, and so I feel I feel as though, I feel as though, that it's kind of... From my soapbox. It's it's branched into people who, like, the people who were of that time doing the upcycling thing has then become, we're just going to make everything. I think, and maybe that's scared away some people who are more, like, dabblers, because I would be, I mean, a lot of people make really beautiful pants and jeans, and I'm like, that's amazing, but I would be so So scared scared to to try and make make jeans, because I... I don't know. I'm not the most careful sewer. I kind of just like to go all in. Yeah. And on that note, another option to all of this for shopping alternatives is like really learning how to mm-hmm. sew and sew properly. Know your, your body, your wardrobe. measurements, get your measurements. There are so many good. And I kind of fell out of touch with the circle that Elise mm-hmm. is referring to, these indie pattern makers. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of great ones out there. Yeah. Um, and their patterns are really great. I used to make a couple from them. And some of them really taught me how to sew. Some other things that taught me how to sew was I bought Japanese sewing pattern books. Mm-hmm. Those were really easy for me to follow and really understand. And they're like better um, made. or I, They were better patterns than any U.S. pattern book, mm-hmm. which I felt like the fit was never quite right. Like, in these butterick or because yeah, you go to Joanne say, Fabrics, you have butterick simplicity or whatever it's the, the big four. And I McCall, always McCall's, and, and I always felt like their yeah. patterns were like not right. They were never no. right. And then so sewing from some of these other patterns that yeah. I mentioned, it just felt much more intuitive to learn mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, because I would find with those like my measurements never no they never, never lined never up with a size up, to choose. Ever. It'd be like each measurement put me at a different pattern piece to cut. And I felt like everything was an hourglass shape. Yeah. Everything. And so since I'm short, things You're were like, never like, in the right place. But plate. my waist isn't and that long. Me, like, and there as a result, everything was tight in the hip because it was all dropping really far yeah. down. This is not a problem you have, obviously. No, no I got all that torso. <laughs> But I feel like, and again, I think that it's a really good time to start sewing because all these people have blogs and they talk about it and they'll be like, I did like an extension. I don't remember what they call it, but it's you regrade the pattern to fit. So say you're a size like 
eight up top and a 10 on the bottom. So if you make a dress, it might not fit you perfectly because if you make it a 10 so that you can get it over your hips, it might just be so big in the boobs that it looks like it's not meant for you. And so all these people will be really in depth and really helpful on their blogs about how they did it and how you can do it. And I think that's really cool. And again, I'm just kind of lazy and go willy nilly. And so I don't necessarily have the attention span to sew a whole garment, which was why I always used felt in college because you don't have to hem it. (laughs) I just made lots of coats out of felt. (laughs) But I feel like there are so many fun ways. And sewing's fun, even though I don't have the attention span necessarily. Yeah. And I also think it took me, I feel like, eight years to be able to sew really well. So it does take time Mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, I feel like this is... This seam line is as good as a store made seam line. Because at first the sewing machine is going to feel like the needle's wiggling all over the yeah. place and nothing you stitch is straight. You can't get close enough to the edge. Mm-hmm. But the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll be. And the yeah. thing that really helped me get better was switching from a home sewing machine to an industrial sewing machine. The difference yeah. is amazing. And I think that I just got so much better by using it. Yeah. But I'll also say that um, I've only at like my home, I've only ever had my grandmother and my great grandmother sewing machines. So those are both, I mean, antique is not the right word. They're both vintage technically. They're both solid metal. And I will say using those compared to using the plastic home sewers that people have now, even that is, I think that sits between, because I've used the industrial machine here and I really like it, but it's a little bit scary. <laughs> um, but I feel like that I would go look for a vintage machine from the yeah. 40s or 50s that's solid solid metal and no screens Yeah. because I do think that there's, they're there's less finicky. There's just something finicky. crunchy about how the plastic tabletop mm-hmm. ones sound. Like They sound like you're going to break it all of a sudden, and you probably yeah. will. I did a couple. In. Yes. Yeah. Um, but this thing I got on Craigslist here in Boston, and I think I paid $400 for oh, it. Wow. It's an old Juki. So that's like as much as you're going to spend on a sewing machine anyway. And if you have yeah. the room and the muscle to be able to yeah. carry it into your home, <laughs> I highly recommend it. Yeah. But again, um, I mean, we haven't talked about Craigslist, but people are trying to get rid of old machines. I mean, don't go for like the old singer that you have to foot pedal because I don't, I mean, they're beautiful. People but keep trying to give me ones. Foot pedal like, machines? Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know. It's, not, it's just not going to get used. I'm sorry. No. They're, I mean, they're gorgeous, but again, that's like not practical. But again, from like the 50s, those machines. And then I think a tune-up, in Philly at least, costs around $100. And then you yeah, have... Yeah, that's usually what it costs. A very nice machine that sews beautifully. And yeah, I mean, I, I'd say... Go vintage. I yeah. mean, they're really heavy. One of mine's they're in a, a beautiful table. color of gross green. Well, I'll say which one of my I machines. Love. Is, both of my machines are like taupe. And oh one yeah, like I, taupe I know table. the taupe ones. We had a taupe yeah. one too. But yeah, and, yeah. My 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 grandmother's sewing machine is in. A, it's a. It's not in a table. It's in a box, and so you like carry it around in this box, and the handle is so not strong enough to carry this like thirty pound sewing machine. Um, but. And also, if you buy a sewing machine and a table, it folds down, so then you just have, like, a nice little side table that you can, like, open up, and the sewing machine pops out. Pops out. Yeah. So, little diatribe about sewing. Yeah. But even being able to, like, hem your own clothes or take in your jeans is a good... Like, being able to dart a pair of pants. Is a really good thing to know how to do. And so that's... It's, like, mini upcycling. Because yeah, just, just making your own alterations, learning that hemming is like probably the simplest thing mm-hmm. you can learn how to do. However, the one thing as a short person I found hemming is not always the solution to the problem. The problem for yeah. me is still in 
for lack of a better word, it's kind of between the crotch and the waist. Uh-huh. Like there's just too much, too much. lower torso where yeah. I'm like, my waist is not right under my boobs, everybody. Yeah. So, <laughs> so hemming is, and then the knee is not always in the right place. So <laughs> hemming is the complete opposite. You know, you're like, my knee's up on my thigh. There were jeans that had like little rips in it and the rips straight up came up a full knee above my knee. And I was like, I don't think. I have like my knee is on my calf problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. I pulled them on. I'm not normally a rip, actually, I'm not a rip pants person ever. I don't know why I bought them. I was like, I'll just see. And it was hilarious because they were a full four inches too short, and then the knee was just a full four inches above my knee. Mm -hmm. I was like, not, not, not the pants for me. And all of these things are just reasons why you should learn how to sew or or knit or whatever. Oh, you learned to knit. I would have loved. I mean, I know how to knit basic, but again, there's like so many people, Instagrammers, I guess they're Instagrammers now, maybe they also have blogs, who make patterns and share information and stuff. Yeah. Knitting is definitely not for everybody though, because it's like the long, you have to think about the long game, unless you're a speed knitter. Or have a knitting machine. Yeah, or have a knitting machine. Yeah. Which are really cool. Everyone should look into knitting machines, except they're really finicky and everyone would break them at school. Yeah, so let's see. So we've talked about secondhand shopping, mm-hmm. whether that's in person or doing it online yeah. on different websites. We've talked about tagging people on Instagram or other communities on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And we'll try to list some of these things in the yeah. the notes for the show so you have links to find all of these. There's so many Instagram accounts. Or even There's just hashtagging Hashtags. whatever it is for sale. Like ISO. ISO. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about yeah. these acronyms? So... I feel like I only know ISO. It's oh, in search ISO. of. In search of. So it's like people post like, I'm looking for this dress and this pattern and this size. And so then you're like, wait, I have that dress and that pattern and that and size. And I don't and really I don't want it. it. And yeah. so then you can, people trade a lot, which I think is really nice because, I mean, there's also a little bit of faith that. That it's going to work gonna out. It's going to show up. Um, which is, I don't know if I'm slightly paranoid about that but I'm like well what happens if I ship them my thing and they don't ship anything back because there's no one to hold them accountable no there's not not like eBay or something that's why when you're doing this just always be careful too because I have heard of people scamming people around so just like make sure they seem legit poke at their profile do they know the people you know blah 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 so there's that but yeah again if you're scared about that like me uh like eBay and Etsy and stuff it's because they're the sellers beholden to a larger thing than themselves like that happened to me once that did I ever tell you about this that I ordered a ring on Etsy and I didn't love it and so I sent it back and I was like I'd like to exchange it for these things and then the girl just like Wait, went yes MIA. and they ghosted like yeah. the whole profile went away yeah yes, she deleted her profile this. yeah and so then I had to open up a dispute with Etsy and it was like really awful because I was like well I just want it I was like either give me my money back or give me what I asked for like just do something and I was like, this terrible thing, but thank, well, thank the little fashion gods that Etsy was there because they then were able, they refunded me and I don't know what they did to her. Probably they withdrew it out of their, yeah, their account. Yeah, her account. Because they're linked or they were linked or something. Yeah. And so then, so that was like a good way of kind of not, not having lost. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that much money, but Elise also seems like to have a lot of weird principle. shopping situations, which we won't get into here, but I, another time the I'll fashion gods do it. not often shine no, down upon her. She gets weird things. I get weird things sent to me a lot from like bigger companies and I that, don't that know why. That she didn't why. order. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know if there's something in my name that says secretly drop this random thing in her box and send it to her. She'll love it. Um, but yeah, I've definitely gotten my fair share of things randomly sent to me. So yeah, again, if you're nervous, like eBay or Etsy or uh, yeah, those a selling are great site ways or to start. Um, like the real real if you're worried about getting knockoffs like the yeah, real real they, do they authenticate stuff yeah yeah so everything's authenticated i mean i i feel like i've heard that they've had some problems with that but i don't again i haven't read about it so i don't know how legit that is but i guess if you want to invest in more like designer, a designer pieces, bag or yeah, something and you're you're nervous because my idea of a designer bag is a vintage coach bag which go from 50 to like 150 dollars so it's not a huge deal but if, if you're, you're like, like I, I want the bag, Celine box bag, yeah, then maybe not buying it on Etsy or eBay might be a better option. Yeah. Um, just because. I also don't know if I'd ever, not that I want a designer bag, but I don't know if I'd ever want a new one because I'd be I, so scared of it's it. It's kind of like wanting a new car. Yeah. I would be too scared to have it. And the value depreciates so much with the newness and the mm-hmm. unboxing. Yeah. Yep. And then if. And then if, say, you actually scratch the leather, mm-hmm. then it's, like, the end of the, the world. The end of the world. You can't resell it. Yeah. It's weird. It's kind of like everyone's putting, instead of putting your money in gold, you're putting your money in these, like, yeah. high items with the idea of maybe you would be able to resell them or they'd retain their value. So maybe yeah. everyone should just put their money in gold is what it Let's just buy to. gold bars. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Definitely very safe <laughs> and very normal in this day and age. Yeah. But that is something that's interesting because I do, yeah. like, I... I do like vintage coach bags and I do like the fact that they're a little bit beat up already. Yeah. And they so have then patina. I don't care if it gets rain on it or if I accidentally scratch it or whatever, which is a great thing about secondhand clothes. Yeah. And I would almost encourage people to consider secondhand clothes over than purchasing things mm-hmm. that are on sale everywhere at the end of the season. Yeah. Because when you read when you, on sale. You, well because <laughs> <no>, I, <laughs> I think that sale merchandise is essentially what's left when the market demand has exceeded mm-hmm. it and so in order for stores to better understand how much the demand is rather than understanding what will be on sale at the end of the season yeah. it's just better for everybody if people just if they just purchased what used they clothes and yeah. real clothes and then there wouldn't be kind of this excess sale thing which is the inventory that people spend kind of months and years trying to figure out what do they do and mm-hmm. stores of all different sizes try Struggle to figure out yeah. what to do with the stuff like even if I mark this down to $50 I still can't get it off my shelf we what do I do with pieces. it yeah so yeah. I would just recommend getting secondhand clothing wash it yeah, get it dry definitely cleaned. wash it. I mean, I after I went to the bulk vintage place, I just spent the entire night just yeah, washing, washing clothes. And it was fine. I mean, I washed them, dried them. Haven't I haven't worn anything for the last <laughs> time I bought it, but I have to. I feel like they're more summer pieces. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we could recommend to people. I feel like we've touched on the major things for these. I don't know. Oh, like oh, at least mention this before we started recording. Like maybe people who should have like in-person clothing swaps oh, yeah. or things like that. Like like invite thirty people. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. everyone brings stuff they don't want. And put it in a big pile in the middle of the room, and we all like take stuff. Yeah, I don't know what those are called, but I don't know. Because in, yeah, like in high school, we'd like go over and hang out at someone's house, and they'd be like, "Oh, I need to clean out my closet," and we'd all be like, "Oh heck yeah, we're gonna help you clean out your closet." <laughs> because there's nothing more like cleaning your own room sucks, but cleaning someone else's room is it's so weirdly fun. voyeuristically fun. I know. I used to love going yeah. through my friends' closets in high school. Yeah. And it was so, so fun. Yeah, and then I'd take their clothes. Exactly, <laughs> and so that's that's like a. Thing that I feel like is you know pretty typical of high school 
or college, but I think it should probably keep going because it's still clothes. People still wear clothes. So you're not going to like clothes any more or less when you're out of high school or college. You're still going to cycle through it and you'll still find pieces that you're like, oh, this is really like a Rosa piece. And so then you're like, okay, so you either send a picture or whatever. Or you're like, next time you're over, you get this. And also it feels very happy when someone's like, I think this piece is like, this piece reminds me of you. Do you want it? Yeah. I still have. Downs rock. I Tammy still overs. have. I don't wear it anymore. I do sometimes when I ask that I have a zipper sweatshirt from one of my best friends in high school and I just can't get rid of it because it reminds me of her in high school even though I don't wear it it's not anything but it's like really sentimental mm-hmm. to me and I can't yeah. donate it I no well, I feel like it's kind of like thing like with your like prom dress like oh I donated I that you no, I'm like get that away from me oh, really I still have mine and it doesn't fit me but maybe it will one day <laughs> but I feel like yeah there's I think it's totally legit to be sentimental and you don't not everyone has to recondo their entire lives I definitely do not live by that. I have <laughs> lots of stuff. Lots of stuff sparks joy for me. Which makes me look a little bit like There a was a, wait, I think a fake book making fun of her book that was called like The Joy of Leaving Your Shit Everywhere <laughs> or something and Jesse really enjoyed I, that title. Yeah, that, that would be me. That you enjoy leaving that, your shit I everywhere. Do. Well, because even, mm-hmm. I have to have a really hard time getting rid of stuff and it's not necessarily a very admirable thing. I would like to get rid of stuff but then you find something and it's like a little bit of gold. Well, on that note, I think we've talked about most of what we intended to. We didn't think this would go as long as it did. We but thought I guess maybe we could keep we, talking forever. We could just keep talking forever. We thought, oh, this is just going to be like a 20 minute one. Oh, it's 38 minutes now. Yeah. So, on that note, yeah. Yeah. We hope you enjoy these suggestions and alternatives. Um, I hope you find some gold. Yes. Go shopping in person. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's fun. It's fun. I think it's fun. And it's different. Yeah. Though vintage is not totally unique. Yeah. And if for whatever reason you're still interested, we will be getting a lot more spring arrivals coming in in the beginning of March. And we look forward to sharing them all with you. We just got a big drop of stuff online. Yep. Come check it out. Or don't. And then we're leaving the country. And then, oh, yep, we're leaving the country (laughs) on Monday. You probably won't hear this until after after Monday because I don't know how quickly I'll edit this. But. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. See you. See? We're not going to see anyone, but here, yeah. here, here, talk, chat you later. Chat you later. Bye. Bye.